God bless each and every single one of you. My name is Stephen Mannering from SR Ministries. So happy that you're with me here today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm excited that you're here. I'm praying that this is a time when God will pour out his blessings, that he will elevate you, that he will accelerate you, that he will take you to new dimensions in the things of God. Hallelujah. So before we start, let's just go to prayer and just ask the Lord for his leading and for his guiding. Amen. Hallelujah. So pray with me now. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for each and every single one that is tuning in right now. Wherever they are, Lord, if they're in their car, their homes, their bedrooms, their kitchen, God, I just pray that by your spirit that you would just prepare them, oh God, for what you would have uh, me to release to them. God, I pray that they would be blessed. I pray they'd be encouraged. God, I pray in your precious and awesome name that they would be blessed in every single way possible. In the awesome, mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. And uh, you know what? Before we start, I always like to try to sing a song. So um, I like to go back to some of the hymns. If you know them, great. If you don't, well, just kind of bear with me there for a little bit, you know. But I, I found an old one here written by William Booth. Um, and uh, yeah, I... He's the guy that made uh, Salvation Army happen, you know. So here's one song called Send the Fire. So sing this one with me, if you would. Thou Christ of burning, cleansing flame, send the fire. Thy blood-bought gift today we claim, send the fire today. Look down and see this waiting host. And give the promised Holy Ghost. We want another Pentecost. Send the fire today. God of Elijah, hear our cry. Send the fire. You make us fit to live or die. Send the fire today to burn up every trace of sin, to bring the light and glory in. The revolution now begins. Send the fire today. Tis fire we want for fire we plead, send the fire. The fire will meet our every need. Send the fire today for strength to ever do the right, for grace to conquer in the fight, for power to walk this world in white. Send the fire today. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I love the fact that William Booth was one who established the Salvation Army. And his prayer was, God set me so on fire that all those around me can even watch me burn. I'm so thankful for the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what, we need the Lord Jesus Christ and his spirit today more now than we ever have before. And so when I come on these programs, 
the one thing that really burned within my heart the most is that you would that you would just draw closer to the presence and the love and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would just see him in his awesomeness and that you would experience the power that he has for you today I know that when I walk out and when I when I speak with people when I minister to people when I, I have the opportunity to share about the love of Jesus it's not anything that I do but it is he who is in me that I am able to have the opportunity to release and to share and so every single time that I do that I know that the power of the Holy Ghost is released into their lives and I know that there is a difference that begins to happen not because of anything that I do but all because of the one whose name is Jesus Christ all because of the Holy Ghost that has set down upon my life and I am so thankful and I am grateful for his grace and his mercy that he has released into my life that I have the opportunity to go forth and to share the good things of the Lord Jesus. And you know, when we start to talk about the gospel, when we start to talk about the goodness of God, let me tell you something. He is so awesome in so many ways that you, you cannot go to him with, with all of your good things, with all of your good works, and, and God will react because of what you've done. No, that, that's not the way that we approach the king of the universe. We have to approach him for who he is. And because of who he is, the only way that we can go to him is by his mercy and his mercy alone. And because of his mercy, when he draws us into his presence, now he is able to release grace upon us. So the prayers that we release back to him, let me tell you something, they're to, to honor him, to glorify him, to magnify him. And when we go before him and we release those prayers to him, let me tell you, it's because God wants to bless each and every single one of us. He wants to pour out his blessings upon our lives. He wants to pour out his goodness upon our lives. And if we will just surrender ourselves to him and recognize that it is nothing that we do in any way, shape, or form, hallelujah, because if it was, we would fail miserably at what we would present before him. Even the Apostle Paul who was one of the greatest apostles that you could ever read about. He wrote most of the New Testament that we would see today. He did all these awesome signs and wonders and miracles through the power of the Spirit. He was given revelation that's beyond most that, that we would hear today. And yet, he comes and he says, All of my works are nothing but filthy rags that would stink before his presence. You know what? If the Apostle Paul himself is saying that, oh, how much more do we just need to say, Lord, it is nothing that I can do, nothing that I can bring. It is only this heart. It is only this mind. It's only this body. And I just surrender it to you. And I pray that you would just use me, that you would just touch me, and that you would just have me go and say and do the things that you want me to do in this life. I just want to walk with you. I want to bless you. I want to love you. I want to experience you. And when we do those things, I'll tell you, we please the heart of God. We please the master. We please the savior because that's all he wants. You see, you can't go to him 
and you can't bring him anything. I'm going to say this again. You cannot go to him and bring him anything <laughs> that, that is going to be good enough for the God that made everything. See, because the Word of God says that all things were made by him, for him, and they're to him. So because all of those things are for him, let me say, and because he made all those things, what you're doing is you're basically saying, okay, God, you made this and I'm giving it back to you. That's all that you have to do. You see, there's nothing that, that we ourselves can create. There's nothing that we can build up. There's nothing that we can really place before him that God would say, wow, that is, that's just awesome. You know what? The thing that's awesome is his plan, his purpose, his image, his destiny that he has in you and for me. And so when we bring that all back to him, when we just surrender it back, let me tell you something, that's what he's pleased with. And when he looks at you, he says, there's the one that I love. There's the one that I've created that is beautiful. There's the one that I've spoken my plans and my life into. And he's, he's pleased with that. And that's what he wants. He wants you and I to come to him with, with all of the situations in life and just trust him. You know, that's the simplicity of the gospel. I, you know what? I, I just, I went to the Lord and I, and I was asking him to say, okay, Lord, what, what is it that you'd like me to share today from your word? And so he really impressed upon me the book of Mark and in chapter five. And so in this particular uh, chapter and verse, if you were to go to verse number 21, if you've got your Bibles with you, whether it's digitally or, or, your, or your Bible, I personally like to have a, a book in my hand because sometimes there are things that I can write down in the notes. There are things that the Lord might speak to me and I just I write them down just as a little jot to remind me later on. There might be something about a word that I can expound upon, just see a little bit differently. And so that's why I like a book personally, and that's just a little side thing. But if you go to verse number 21, and it says this in Mark chapter 5, and when Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered about him, and he stayed by the seashore. And one of them, the synagogue's officials named Jairus, came up to him, seeing him, and fell at his feet. And entreated him earnestly, saying, my father, my daughter, my little daughter, is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her that she might get well and live. And he went off with him and the great multitude was following him and pressing him. And a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather even grew worse. And after hearing about Jesus, came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I shall be made well. And immediately the blood stopped and dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeded from him, had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? I just want to stop here real quick and just kind of review just for a second now. I want to show you that Jesus 
at the start of his ministry, one of the things that really pronounced Jesus in the area was the fact that Jesus was walking around healing and touching people. You know, he was proclaiming the kingdom of God. He was setting the captives free. He was anointed to preach the good news. And you have to understand that the good news, when you read it in the scripture, is actually the too good to be true news. Hallelujah. And when we preach the too good to be true news, that means this. That means, just like I said before, you can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't do anything to work for it. It is only by grace. It is only by his mercy. And so that's the beautiful part about it is that you don't have to be rich. You don't have to have a big celebrity status. You don't have to have the big house. You don't have to have all the fancy stuff stuff. You don't have to be any of those things other than somebody who says, wait a minute, I recognize that I can't bring anything, but there's one who loves me so much that he wants to do these things for me. And you see, when we have that attitude, when we have that mindset and we go to him and say, oh Lord God, I recognize who you are. I recognize the abilities that you have. I don't have them, but you have them. You see, and here's the, the beautiful part as we continue on in this. The Lord releases his Holy Ghost, his Holy Spirit to us after he ascends. But I'll, I'll save that. That's just a little, uh, a little side bit there. So Jairus comes and he recognizes that Jesus is going out and he's healing people all over the place. And he recognizes that because Jesus is healing people, his fame is now growing across the land. Because nobody's ever seen this. Because Jesus is not just healing one or two. He's healing everybody that is coming to him. Hallelujah. It's not just the odd person. It's not just the one who might have status or might have position. It's not that at all. It's the fact that Jesus loves to heal. Jesus didn't care if somebody was following him or not following him. It didn't matter to Jesus. The main thing to Jesus was, I am going to go and heal people and set them free. You see, he's already setting the stage. He's already setting the foundation for what God the Father wants to see in humanity. He wants people to be set free. He wants people to live lives of, 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 of healing, of fullness, of joy. He wants people to have a life that is, that is pleasurable. He wants to have people uh, that, that just say life is good, you know? And I'm here to declare to you today that life is good. But there are some of you that are watching right now, and that old devil has tried to push you down. That old devil's tried to oppress you. He's tried to afflict you. But I'm here to declare that there is power in the Word of God. And the Word of God is Jesus Christ himself. And when we go and we look to Jesus and go to where he is, and see, I, I, I want to stop here and just point out to you that wherever Jesus is, that's where Jairus had to go. You see, it didn't just happen afar off. Somebody had to leave their place of comfort and they had to go to where Jesus was. And so sometimes we think, well, you know what? Uh, we get it in our pride and we say, mm, you know what? It, God can hear me where I am. God, can, God can, can just come down to where I'm. You know what? Sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you need to get out 
out of your chair. You need to get out of your house. You need to get out of your comfort and you need to go to where the Lord is moving. You need to go to that place that God has prepared for you to receive your touch. You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm not going to church right now. Well, let me tell you something. God can heal you in your place, in your home, in your car. He can do all those things. But not. But most times when you begin to look at the scripture, when you begin to look at how things happen, there had to be something that was moving somebody towards Jesus Christ, the Word. He had to be, they had to be moving towards the man who was able to release the healing. So Jairus recognized this and he knew that Jesus was coming. So he ran to him and fell down at his feet. You see, there was a desperation that was happening in Jairus for his little daughter. You see, he knew he couldn't do anything. He knew that Jesus could do all these things. And so he surrendered himself. He fell down. He, he, he lowered himself down to the master. You know what? We can't go and think that we're something so special that it should just happen to us. You know, we need to submit and recognize who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And so we bow a knee to him and we run to where he is. And sometimes, you know what? You do need to go to a church and you do need to have a man of God lay his hands upon you and speak a word over you. So, But you need to make sure that that man of God or that lady of the Lord, you need to make sure that the anointing of God is upon their lives, that they have that they're operating in the, in the love and the grace and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're not just doing it for the sake of having a ministry or for the sake of standing up behind the pulpit. You know what? You need to go where the anointing, where the Holy Ghost is falling down. And when you go to those places and you allow the man or the lady of the Lord to rest their hands upon you and speak the word of faith, speak a prayer of healing. Let me tell you something. There is power that is released. There's an anointing that's released and there's bondages that are broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for his honor and for his glory. And so as Jairus now comes to Jesus, Jesus is on his way. And as Jesus is on his way, the crowd is pressing in more and more and more. And yet now there's another woman that's in the midst of the crowd and she reaches out because she has faith. Faith is something that is the key to what happens here. The Word of God says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you understand that the Word is not necessarily the Scriptures, the Word is Jesus Christ. But the Scriptures tell of who Jesus is. So I want you to understand this. I don't want you to get confused by this now. The Word is Jesus Christ that is spoken about all through Scripture, but yet the Scripture is not the Word of God. That's why people can read the Bible all the time and they're not changed because it's not the Word. The Word hasn't entered them. Even Jesus himself talked to the Pharisees and told them that the Scriptures reveal who Jesus was, but they totally missed it. They didn't understand it. Why? Because you can't get the revelation of who Jesus is by just reading. It has to be by the Holy Ghost. And that's one of the reasons why I sang that song. 
this, you know, at the start of the program, send the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that we need because the Holy Ghost always points us back to the Lord Jesus Christ. He always points us back to the direction of, of who Jesus is and his character. And so when we go back to what the Holy Ghost is sharing about, then we go right back to the Lord Jesus and, and then we come back to stories like this now where Jesus is in the midst of the crowd and he, he wants to heal. That's the important thing that you need to understand. He wants to heal. Anybody that tells you that, no, 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 God is making you suffer to teach you a lesson, take that guy and shoot him because that is not the word of God. That is not scriptural. That is a lie from the pit of hell. There is no way, shape, or form that God ever puts affliction upon a person to teach them a lesson. I'm telling you that right now. It's not scriptural. That is demonic. Get rid of it. Jesus Christ comes to heal. Jesus Christ comes to set people free. Jesus Christ comes to break off the chains of bondage. Jesus Christ comes to give you joy. Jesus Christ comes to free you and give you a peace in your heart. Hallelujah. So as, as Jesus is now is going to Jairus, there's more people that are pressing in. But the faith aspect now, remember I said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Hallelujah. Jesus is the word. This lady now with the issue of blood understands that her faith has to be connected directly with the Lord Jesus Christ because it's all in him. Him. It's all in Jesus. And she understands that if I can get to him, then everything will be fine. I will be made whole if I can just get to him. And so what she did is she activated faith within her to touch the master. And that faith that she had within her to touch the master then caused power to be released through Jesus into her body. And as that power was released, Jesus recognized that and understood and said, wait a minute, who touched me. You see, because she knew without Jesus even saying anything that if I can touch him, if I can just touch him, then I'll be made whole. And she knew it. It says right in verse number 29, and immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Notice this. Nobody had said anything. Nobody said a big prayer over her. It was her going in desperation to get to the master. It is no different than what Jairus did at the very start. He was desperate and fell at the feet of Jesus. I have a question to ask you if you're, if you're listening to me right now. How desperate are you for the touch of God? How desperate are you to get a touch of of the master. How desperate are you to see a change in your life that you're willing to push through the crowd? You see, even this, this lady that had to push through the crowd, you have to understand that she is a woman. And back in those days, if you touch a man like she was trying to do right now, she could actually be killed. And that's the honest to goodness truth. So in her mind, she knew that I'm a dead woman walking anyways. I need to get to that man right now and touch the hem of his garment. Because if I can just touch it, I'll be made whole. And so I need to get my life back. I need to, I need to get that word into me. So she activated her faith and she began to move forward. You know what I said earlier about the fact that you have to go, or there's nothing that you can do 
that it's all by the mercy of God. And let me tell you something. It was by God's mercy that she was able to press through the crowd. It was by God's grace that she was able to reach out and touch and receive from God. Why? Because God wanted her to have it. It was God. Let me tell you something. God was not pushing her back. God was not saying, no, get no, 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 no. You, you can't touch me. No, no, no. God wanted her to move forward to reach out and to touch the Lord Jesus. And it's the same way with us today. God wants us to press in. He's not pushing us away. He's not looking at the bad things that you've done because it's not based on your good works. It's not based even on sin. It's based on the fact that Jesus can do all things. And when you put your faith in him, let me tell you something, it's liberating, it's freedom, and it's healing and deliverance all by his awesome and holy name. Amen. So when you get the mentality of, I am going to press into the things of God so that I can receive my touch, I'm going to activate my faith because I know, hallelujah, that God the Father wants to see me well. Now I know that God wants to see me prospering in health and wealth and everything to do in my life. And so I want to share with you as we as we get ready to close out this program, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you that God would release that to you. But I want you to see in Scripture the heart of where Jairus was and where the woman of the issue of blood was. And then most of all, I want you to see where the heart of God the Father is because he wants to bless. And as you read a little bit further on in the story of Jairus, you'll find that Jesus actually goes in and raises that little daughter up and gives her life. Why? Because Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And if you've got something in your body, if you've got an affliction, if you've got an oppression, if you've got an, uh, 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 an infirmity, if you've got something that's going on, I want you to take your hands right now and I want you to put it on that part of your body. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to release a prayer of faith. And I want you to join in with me in that prayer of faith. Listen, I prayed for lots of people and seen them touched and healed by the power of God. It has been things that have been imparted into my life, and I want to release it into you right now. So I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be timid about this. I want you to reach out with all your faith and join it in with this prayer as I lift you up right now before the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Lord Jesus, I pray for each one that is watching right now that has an infirmity in their body. I, in the name of Jesus, take authority over every demonic spirit, every curse, every infirmity, and by the power of the blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary, I rebuke, I cast out, I cast down, I break off everything in the name of Jesus Christ. They have no right, no ability, and will not stay. I bind them up and I cast them out now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I declare freedom to each and every single person that is watching that has these affirmities. I declare healing in the name of Jesus Christ in their bodies, in their minds, in their souls. Hallelujah. God, I pray for ultimate freedom right now to be released in the awesome, precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All glory and honor be given to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your touch upon each and every single one of these lives. And right now, if you're at home and you had an ailment or there was something that restricted you, 
I want you to get up and I want you to start moving that that body part in faith. I want you to start, if you had a lump, I want you to start pushing in on those spots to see if the lump is still there. I want you to start moving around and doing the things that you couldn't do before because I know that there is a release of healing by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, I've done these programs before all over the world and I have heard testimony after testimony after testimony of God's healing power simply by receiving the prayer of faith that I just did right there and there. Oh, hallelujah. All glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for his touch upon your lives. And I thank God for this opportunity. And I pray that you would just continue to walk in the blessings of the Lord, that you would continue to walk in faith, that you would be invigorated, that you would just learn to love him so much more for who he is because he loves you. Again, my name is Stephen Manor. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. God bless each and every single one of you. I love you, but Jesus loves you more. Have a great day. God bless you.